This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. Find the green light and uh, you can be there for the big show. We'll uh, give Gatsby the golden handshake and we'll usher you in. And as you roll up to this dock with the green light constantly shining, you see those two guards and they nod in deference to Gatsby and they let you pass. Reginald, you say you want to join our ranks. You know what we intend to do. Do it. I grab the antlers and I crack him over the top of his head. Yes, that that would be my boss. I refuse to let this go unchallenged. I'm not the one that did this to him. I'm trying to get him outside. I'm going to hurl a firebolt yes. at the <laughs> at the barrel of fireworks. Oh my god. But that's yes. gonna kill us! I'm done. I cast sleep. Macbeth rises onto his two feet and he waves his hand in front of him and he casts counterspell. Oh no, that's not good. Roll initiative. So where we last left off, Bertram, you have Macbeth and Uriah both focusing on you with, I don't know what's in their eyes. Could it be anger? Could it be the intent to kill? I don't know, but he just uh, decided to swipe his hand and eradicate that sleep spell that you tried to throw his way. And so I ask all of you, no matter what side you choose to play in this, let's start off with some rolling of initiative tonight. So go ahead and uh, even you, Kimmy, even you, Aaron, let's all roll initiative. Ugh, terrible. That was a four. <laughs> oh, new. Damn it, I'm going to get blasted. I mean, it's that appropriate. I critted, so. Feels yeah, appropriate. It does make sense. That, that does make Narratively, sense. Narratively, it works beautifully. It does. Oh, I should come near my mic. Sorry. Narratively, it works beautifully. So they... Never mind. I'll wait till my turn. Wait, what'd you roll? Oh, yeah. What, what's your roll? Oh, I'm so sorry. I rolled a 12. I okay. talked over your now, I'm this, sorry. This is where I uh, say, hang on a sec, guys, as I do my little sharding. Sharding? And I'm going to put it... Yeah. I, Boo. <laughs> I keep track of you guys. Too easy. Attack. So <laughs> oh, also, while you're doing that, I also, I also want to retcon because we've had a lot of people reach out and suggest this, and I think it's a great idea, and I'm going to start doing it to make it more spicy and to up the chances of me having a wild magic surge. Hell yes. 
I think I'm going to start every time I cast a spell, the the number increases by one. Yes. And and so yes. there's more chances of weird shit happening. And then yes. once it's almost like once like so it's kind of like building up. And once that energy releases again, it resets to one. So just You're that idea is like a wild, building. wild magic edge. <laughs> yes we're calling it edging yes edging. That's, what, that's what's happening now Bertram. i mean we're just giving the people what they want which is more sex exactly sex sells more baby Bertram sex exactly know, that's people have been screaming more bertram i need fan art of this people come on he's the harry styles of the show for sure <laughs> So at the top of the lineup here is actually Mr. Butts. This butler is like the secret MVP of this whole thing. Like he barely appears in the novel, and yet he actually is pretty stalwart of a character. Oh, this is so actually a sense. character? Yeah. This is someone you're... Yeah. He's an unnamed okay. butler that he just shows up throughout the novel if you pay attention to it. Like he's just, just there, and he stays true to Gatsby even in the end. So In case there's people who read the book just to follow along with the butler. The butler. You're really playing to those people right now. This is the upstairs, downstairs version of Gatsby. Exactly. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm just, the butler pauses and looks back and forth between you, Bertram. He's he's just over your shoulder. You can see him hauling Gatsby's prone figure. He looks between you and Macbeth and giving you a questioning glance. Do you, do you need me to stay? I know that your employer is your main focus, and I understand that, and I respect it. Please, get him to safety, and then, yes, come back down here and defend his honor. Okay, and he starts to, he, he nods very quickly and, and moves upward to the stairs, and he makes it about at a halfway point where you can still see uh, the bottom of his shoes and Gatsby's legs, you know, still dangling down. Macbeth immediately seeing just his quarry going up and, and looking back and forth between you and, and Gatsby almost in indecision um, decides to fire at you, Bertram. And he is going to cast a firebolt at you. So um, taking that same ring that you saw light up when he cast Counterspell, it also lights up again. And he's going to curl his arm over his head in your direction. And a moat of fire makes its way at you. So he's going to make a ranged spell attack against your AC. Okay. Am I still behind the boulder? No, I stepped out from behind the boulder yeah. when I walked towards them. I have a feeling this isn't going to hit, though. Uh, an eight? It does not. All right. So, yeah, it just pings straight over your head and crashes into the cavernous wall behind you. And you can feel the heat of it just lick behind your head. Next up, we have Uriah. And as he's, he finally like is rolling around and he puts out the fire and he rises from his position. And looking at you, Awen, he is going to just, in, just in anger me like, you're the newest recruit and you're better off than we are somehow. You better show us what you're worth. And he's going to cast Bless on you. Hell yeah. Uh, so Let's go. With, with Bless, um, <laughs> uh, it's basically, what Aaron, whenever Awen makes a, an attack roll or a saving throw, 
um, you can roll a d4 and add that number rolled to your attack roll or your saving throw. Okay. Um, so it's Wait. going to be a little bit oh. of a support roll. Say that again. When he rolls it, then I roll it? No. So whenever you make an attack or a saving yep. throw, yep. Yep. you can add an extra d4 to it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Dang. Every time? Yeah. No, just once. Just once. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Just for this one, the strength of what he's doing. Typically, it lasts for a minute, but how this, this is going to go, and even just, I'm also considering narratively the fact that he is pretty, uh, he's focusing because it's a concentration spell. He was focusing on putting out that fire. It's just going to last once. Kind of like he does it just like peremptorily, like you, like you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So that means you're up, Awen. Awesome. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm really interested in those eyes at the back of the room. Um, I'd love to, I'm going to look at uh, Uriah and be like, yes, sir. I'll be your huckleberry. And um, as That's I, not your voice, you're being <laughs> Reginald right now. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you're like, who the hell are you? Oh, oh no. Um, yes, sir. Oh, no. That's not it either. Okay, yeah. That's Kermit. Yeah. Hey, more, there you go. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Sure thing. And I like turn around and <laughs> I want to cast. Uh, I I want to cast uh, detect magic. So, at the at, at, at the towards the eyes to figure out to to see if it's a sense of magic that I feel, and I'll feel a, I'll see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and I'll learn its school of magic if any. Oh, shoot. Okay. I should always have this prepared. Like, what school of magic this is? The, like, the school is, yeah. I don't know. Hang on. This is Gryffindor. Like, Just kidding, hardcore D&D fans. It does matter. We know exactly what we're talking about. It was transmutation <laughs> the whole time. That's right. Yeah, kind of what you sense there. It, you, the only magic you really sense is this this kind of greenish aura surrounding the irises, and it is an enchantment uh, type of magic. Okay, great. So um, as I, I have cast that spell, and I am just going to now run towards the rest of the hubbub because I have no more actions. Okay, and you're, you're going to run towards like where... So just to paint a picture here, uh, for our benefit as well as the listener, in this room, I mean, this is a a large room, and I would I would say, you know, it's it's like, oh, it's like a healthy like thirty feet by thirty feet. Um, so you know, yeah, it's a big room, and so at at the entrance ends, you have Bertram who has just peeked out from behind a large boulder. And then the butler is, is on his way dragging Gatsby up those steps. Also at the steps passed out is Penny, still in disguise as Fagin. Uh, halfway between the, kind of like at the halfway point, you have Uriah. Um, and then you also have Macbeth uh, a little bit further towards the back. And you're closer to Macbeth. So you, you're saying you're going to rush toward Fagan. Towards Fagan. the stairs. Yep. Got it. Okay. 
Yeah, so that that's within your full movement. You're able to make it all the way to Penny. Awesome. Um, I mean, I would love to stabilize them, but I don't know that I can do that. I've already used my action. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't just yet. Um, but I will say, like, you can drop down beside her. Like, how would you position oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yourself? Well, she, they're, they're knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would probably just, it would be like, go and check them. So I'd run past and uh, just like briefly, just like, a, I'd, I'd just like gently lean down, not gently, but like quickly lean down. Okay. Right. Yeah. And you see that, that Penny is, is breathing, um, but her, her pulse is, is coming in a little fainter. Bertram, what do you do now? Um, come on, Edge Lord. <laughs> I do not. I do not like that. Do not make that cannon. Too late. Um, too late. When it's good, it only needs to be Bertram. said one time. Oh man. <laughs> so Bertram, first thing Bertram will do, just to help protect himself for future rounds, he's gonna detach his chest armor and kind of hold it out so it becomes a shield. To up my AC a couple, which will help. I want to know, does Bertram have like fake hair underneath that thing? <clears throat> what do we look at look like fake underneath? Hair. Is chest, it like bedding like little, springs, like coils? Or like, <laughs> or like grass? Because you have all the other bir- like other like animal plant things. Like a curly there. grass. On my chest? Like on my chest is just yeah. black metal. Maybe, and when I maybe it's just it, clovers. Oh. When I detach the the thing and left over, what's underneath me is like the wiring and mechanical whirring. You're, and you're and open does it to look the like world? Chest hair. Yes, I'm open to the world. Oh man, which could be which could be bad if you're showing I your could. taco meat to the world. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that was the grossest way to imagine that. <laughs> God, <laughs> really gross episode so far. <laughs> we haven't even begun anything juicy yet, you guys. Where Let's is go. this going to go? I want to. I, I, so, like I it's so close to taco meat. Mm-mm. Once I'm, <laughs> when I hold that out, I I pull out the hang the silk handkerchief that says WD on it, and I say, "Tell me what you know about this WD, or I blast your companion away." Who are you pointing at? I am showing Macbeth the WD since I'm assuming I know it's Macbeth. I hadn't met him before, but I think I, I probably and I'm assuming in talking, I've heard that been said anyways. Well, you, you can also tell just the, the, the whole time you've been the, spying is he's the one giving the orders. Yes. So I know who's in charge here. I show that person the WD for information, but I'm also kind of looking at, but I'm also closer to Uriah because Uriah walked closer to stab uh, or to hurt um, mm-hmm. yeah, Uriah, Uriah is much closer to you. So the idea yeah. is I'm kind of threatening Uriah's life and wanting Macbeth to tell me something. I don't know if that's like, a, I don't know if that's persuasion or. No, I'd say that was intimidation. intimidation? So go ahead okay. and, and roll for intimidation here. Ugh, it's only a 10. <laughs> he, and he, he just kind of chuckles to himself. <laughs> You think that I give a shit about two letters that are on a handkerchief? And you think I give a shit about those who are below me? These two letters on the handkerchief are feeding you information, are they not? 
who information is, that you're following. Who do you work for? Um, so as I have a, my, my quill pointed at Uriah, and I think I'm trembling not so much from being scared, but just not knowing what to say, I just say, Robin and Marion send their regards. And I turn the quill towards him, and I want to blast his ass with a fireball. Hell Ooh. Yeah. Hell okay, yeah. I, you do that, and I want you to do that with advantage, my friend, because that's going to take him off guard. Oh, that was pretty yeah. badass. Good for that you. Was, that was really I was, good. I was like, I don't know what he's going to do. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty Thanks good. for giving me a second. That's pretty good. Oh, thank God. That was an eight. Oh, that was a nine. <laughs> Damn it. It it misfires and it shoots directly over like his shoulder as well. Um, but as it hits the far wall, yeah. you notice that it like blasts right over a steel plate that you hadn't noticed before. And on that steel plate, you see um, kind of just below the, the giant eyes, uh, a steel plate with three buttons on it. Oh, okay. And does it do anything to the eyes? Does, does the fire hit the eyes? or it No. One of the eyeballs, though, like creepily follows the, the fireball and watches it hit the, the wall next to it. Um, so it is definitely tracking larger movements around the room. Uh, and yeah, so it, it, it harmlessly just flings against the wall and explodes, uh, but leaves Macbeth un, unsinged, untouched. And gotcha. looking at you, he seems very unimpressed. But before we get to see yeah, what happens next, let's uh, jump into... Oh, yes. Even before that, before we jump into anything else, let's uh, roll. Wild Magic Surge. Wild Magic um, Surge. I'm going to make up for because I think I did one last time. I did when I did sleep. So this time I have to beat, if it's a one or a two. Yes. That's a 12. Dang it. So yes, I'm going to have you, uh, Penny, you're going to roll a death saving throw. Oh, no. And as, as, as you're rolling as well, because we've done this before, right? I, I don't want to, as your DM, just have you roll and then carry on, because that's, that's boring for the player. It's boring for narration. Uh, so as a death saving roll happens for you, Penny, you start to have past memories in your life kind of flash before your eyes as well. What would be a memory for Penny that flashes before her eyes that is a happy one? Um, I think she would imagine a time when she was like pretty young and still a part of like Fagin's gang of kids, but like, like there would always be like a time of day he would sneak off and then she and the kids would just like play and kind of get to actually be kids around whatever weird decrepit house they were living in at that time or hiding in playing just like dumb things like marbles or whatever. So I think she would just think about like she would flash to those moments where they felt really free and actually got to be kids rather than little soldiers. Like the and good you, moments in August Rush before uh, Robin Williams turns into a creeper. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that movie. The, it's one of those movies you watched 10 times in high, like just driving to camp in high school. Um, that <laughs> so was stranger yeah, than you, fiction, you, but yes. You, you see a, a moment just of, of a glimpse of happiness uh, from your younger days. It's something that didn't often happen and yet because of that, it, you've held on to it for so long in a way that 
you really didn't even dare look at it in your memories. And you can see Charlie's just gleeful smile and even Dodger looking years younger than he typically had to look as one of the leaders of the kids. So as that memory kind of dissipates and you ease back into the darkness of not quite rest, not quite fighting for your life, let's see what the uh, first outcome of your role is. <laughs> crit it again. Oh, no. oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, so when you crit miss, uh what does that, that mean? is two fails. So Oh my god, am I dying? You are you get one more on fail. the brink of death. Yeah, so it's it's good thing about D D is that there's resurrection. You could find someone to resurrect you, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'll carry your body. Just as you had a beautiful closing to your previous chapter. <laughs> it's just like I am done. <laughs> A lot got resolved. She got very, she was happy. She's ready to die. <laughs> Friends, half orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the break to say I am first so happy you're here and listening. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and listening to us on your drive or at work or even going for a walk. We're happy you're here. You are the lifeblood of this and we would not be doing this without you. Second, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us through email. Our email is omamemshow at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter. Our handle is at omamemshow. And we love to hear from you with uh, ideas, with theories, even just to say hey. And lastly, before I leave here, because I'm going to let you get back to the show right now, but before I leave, I also invite you to leave us a rating and review. So if you go onto a platform like Apple Podcast, you can just take a few seconds not even a full minute and drop a few lines saying why you like this show and why others should listen to that would mean the world to us all right so with that said thank you for being here we love you so much and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening and with that let's get back to the show Awen, just below you, you see her form uh, start to kind of um, crumple inwards a little bit, and she coughs up some blood, and the breathing becomes a little more rapid. Ugh. Bertram's kicking himself for that explosion I did. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Who told you it was a bad idea? (laughs) Also, I still am Fagin at this point, even though you see me. I did Google it, and when oh. uh, a changeling gets knocked out, they stay looking like mm-hmm. oh, the person. Cool. Yeah, no, also be a curse. Um, <laughs> yeah, bless you, a curse. Yeah, it's like Penny doesn't want to die looking like Fagin, but um, but yeah. When you officially die, do you revert back? That I don't know. Actually, let me look. Mm, that'd be interesting. Well, but I'm I looked assuming you won't get that. When you die, let's just know for narrative purposes. The, you see, uh, out of the corner of your eye, Bertram, you see... I can't, by the way, I can't imagine a worse, like, fate for Penny 
to like just like Ooh. her exi- entire yeah. existence would just be in death looking like yeah you do revert when you die okay. so if i suddenly start looking like penny again y'all know things are bad oh <laughs> yikes gotta go to the underworld oh gosh i know <laughs> yeah let's orpheus. i guess we're doing nonsense. dante's inferno sooner than possible oh i was thinking uh, orpheus in your euricity euridice yeah i always do that Penny, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. I don't even know that reference. Me neither. Somebody didn't see Hades Town. You do. do. Uh, So, okay. So, over the corner, uh, you know, just out of the corner of your eye, Bertram, you see that the butler has finished, like, you can't see him anymore, so meaning he's probably made it to the top of the stairs. Macbeth is, uh, is up next again. Macbeth is going to uh, just charge at you, Bertram. So he's going to come right at you. And he is going to try and, like, go f- straight for your, um, your forearm that's holding the, the shield with both hands. And he's going to try and cast Shocking Grasp. Oh, no. Yeah, you're a metal boy, so this is going to be fun. Oh, no. Um, so with that, like, he's going to try and shock you. Um, and what I'm going to have to roll here is a melee spell attack. Um, so since you're made of metal, I get advantage on the attack. Okay. Roll. But I'm, I'm wearing boots, though. That ground me. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's 10. Uh, is this against my AC? Yeah. Just straight up? Okay, no. And 13. Oh, no. With the, arm, with the shield out, that brought me to 15. Oh. Okay, yeah. He, so in this one, just if, you know, to, to illuminate that then, he makes a go for it, and as you see the sparks begin to get out of his fingers, you're able to wrench your arm from his grasp, and the many sparks of, of lightning just fall on empty air. Um, so he's right next to you now, within reaching, reaching distance. Uh, Uriah is also going to come for you, Bertram. Goody. <laughs> and he is going to cast. He's actually not going to cast anything at this. Uh, so I'm going to have him pull out of his, his belt. A weapon, and you see that that weapon is a morning star, and he's going to make a melee weapon attack against you. So that is 11 versus AC, so we've seen that does not hit. So he, it, it just whirls wildly and crashes against the boulder next to you, just hunks of rock showering in the air. Is Bertram a badass? He's Bertram's just like a badass and he's, these he's, two guys right now. Yeah, he's just he's just dodging. You're That's dodging. Right. You're getting out of the way. Awen, what do you do? You got two of these guys not even paying attention to you, both going for your buddy Bertram. You have uh, your friend below you who is on death's door, and you also have this mysterious uh, aura of magic coming from these giant eyeballs. Yeah, so I mean. I think the move here, yeah, I'm going to cast Healing Word at third level. Okay. And that is, I, I'm going to, I'm going to like say it because there's just the verbal component, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm just going to like whisper, I guess. And then 
as I try to like run forward, I'm gonna, I think, pretend to trip, or or like maybe even like intentionally really trip, um, after I've cast the spell on Pound Penny. Okay, in so, which direction are you are you tripping? I'm going up up the stairs, I think, right? Because you're on okay. the stairs, Penny, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So towards. So I think everybody else is on the stairs too, right? The the other three who are actively fighting, so Bertram, Macbeth, and Uriah are at the foot of the stairs. Uh, Penny is probably like ten sta- ten steps up. Oh God. Okay. So I made it to Penny. Yeah, you okay. you're. At I thought Penny she was right at the now. foot. Yeah. So I'm like at the. I'm like almost outside of the, the cave or whatever. You're almost halfway. Like you, okay. if you if you I look guess... up, you see like at the entrance to it that the butler is up there attending to Gatsby. So I'm gonna act like I went to check Fagan because he's part of the homie group, and then I'm gonna like go back down the stairs and I'm gonna trip and fall and try who's who is like at the front at the foot of the stair. Who would I hit? I guess if I'm rolling down the Uriah, stair. you would hit Uriah. Okay, I'm gonna hit Uriah. I'm gonna roll into him. Okay. First, let's resolve the healing word. So, how much does that heal Penny for? That is a, that's nine points of healing for you, okay. Penny, my dear. Thank you. Good. Made a sweat there, huh? So much. <laughs> and then for you to roll into Uriah, I like the idea of that. So, I'm going to have you roll athletics to see if you successfully do that. In not only a convincing manner, but then we can, we can homebrew some damage here. That's a 17. 17. Yeah, you successfully do it. And you knock into him from behind, knocking him down flat. Uh, so would you roll a, just a 1d4? And we yes. can have that and as a, just... As simple. I roll down the stairs, I just go... Arr. Just once. <laughs> just <laughs> once. Play a... <laughs> uh, that's a 4. Critical. Yeah, so he takes takes four damage from that then and falls down. So he is prone. Bertram, uh, one of the men who's who is going for you right now has been knocked down. All you have in front of you is really Macbeth in a ready stance, and you see just kind of sprawled on the floor, Awen <laughs> and Uriah. So I have a few things I want to do. I am going to use some meta magic. I'm going to do a quickened spell, which means that I can take a, uh, any spell that has like a, a casting time of one action and I can spend a couple points to turn it into a bonus action. So very Whoa. quickly, I'm going to misty step myself out of that cluster and I'm going to go to the far wall that I blasted where you said I saw some switches on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yes. As I do that... What what am I seeing? What a, when I glance at the switches, what 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 am I seeing? Yeah, so you see these roving eyes, and below it, uh, just you know, kind of at chest level for you, because you're a tall boy. Um, you see three buttons: uh, a green button, a blue button, and then a silver button with an embossed floral design on it. Oh, sorry, a green button, a blue button, mm-hmm. and a silver button with embossed floral design Ooh. I do like flowers Bertram uh, looking at that very quickly 
would just be like an eeny, meeny, miny, moe, figuring it out, not knowing which one's going to hit, and it ends up and then slams his fist on the silver button that has the uh, floral pattern on it. Nothing happens. But would you do a history roll for me? Ooh. Certainly. Uh, 21. Even though you, you slam your fist into it and, and it doesn't recess, nothing happens, you don't hear anything, you don't see anything, but in your mind's eye, as you lift your fist up and, and look at this button again, you remember that when you had first met Gatsby, you saw rings on, on you know, bedecking his hands, and one of those rings had a matching insignia on it to this embossment. Wait, so I remember one of the rings that was on Gatsby's finger. Or on yeah, his he hand had a signet ring. Had the same kind mm-hmm. of embossment that was on the button I just hit that did nothing. Right. Huh, I wonder if that did something to Gatsby up there. Shit. Okay. Well, no time to figure <laughs> that out right now. Um, so for now, Gatsby so, has a secret like kill button for himself. Like, well, below. what else am I supposed to take from that? <laughs> I mean, is I the rolled... silver emboss? Is it like a cut in to the button? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like obsessed. Oh. Wait, Maybe like a room shape? where you could put a ring into it? I rolled a your 21. DM, your, your DM, DM. I, I said embossment. Okay. I would think that that would... Sorry for my verbiage. No, I, th- I don't think you're the one who needs to apologize. Hey! <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. I met a game and I helped you. You're fine. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so now that I've used... um. I, I used a bonus action for that one spell. I'm going to turn around then as I'm trying to figure out what all that means. And I'm going to try and aim uh, a firebolt at Uriah, who's on the ground. Oh, no. Oh, are you on top of, are you on top of him? No, I hope he's so. No, uh, no, you're, you're, yeah. You're not on top of him. Okay, like, it's yeah. possible oh, to no. Uriah. Don't worry. I'm, I'm a skilled moxman, as you could see from that whiff I did earlier. This is a fire bolt, not a fireball, so there won't be any like, kind of like... Oh, there's uh, no splash. There's no splash around it. I'm being more finesse for you. So I'm going to do a fire bolt. I'm going to throw it at Uriah, and I'm wanting to do it again with metamagic. I think this is the last metamagic I can do. Um, I want to do an empowered spell. So I want to make it a little bit more powerful. Ooh, all do you right. not have to roll your wild magic edge? Oh, to, yes, I do. For the yeah, for the... All right, so well, a, not just for the metamagic, but also four. for the misty step. Yeah, three and That's four. I mean. You're right. Wait, wait. So let's yeah. do, the, do you do you, do you cast quicken, misty step, and this third thing? I the metamagic. I don't think that 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 just like it, that that's like flavor text for the magic that I cast, oh. but it's not like the thing itself. But right. I will quick, be, you're right. as your DM, I will not make you up the ante. But for you're that. right, Aaron. I will be doing it for. Um, the uh, the misty step and for the firebolt. So I'll do the, Sweet. Sweet. the misty step right now. So if it's a one, two, or a three, ooh, 15. So I'm good for now. And so now empowered spell. Uh, when you roll damage for a spell, you can spend one sorcery point to reroll a number of the damage dice up to your charisma modifier. You must use the new rolls. You can use empowered spell even if you have already used a different metamagic option during the casting spell. Wait, what? Sounds like if you don't like the roll. Spell, you can spend one sorcery point, okay, to re-roll a number of the damage die. Well, I only have one damage die, right, okay, right. up to your Christmas modifier. 
which is a like three. So you if you once you roll damage, if you if you're like, man, I want to re-roll that, like that's not enough damage, then you re-roll the damage. And I can re-roll it three times. Three die if you have three die. If you have three die, oh, however many damage okay. die you get. And I have to take whatever the new one is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me see if this even hits. Do I have advantage since your eye is laying down? Yeah, yeah, he's prone, so you do have advantage on this attack against him. So you make an arranged attack. Great. Uh, that's a 23. Oh, yeah, that hits. I'll roll it again. You don't have to. Like, well, I'm going to get my net 20. Okay, that was one. <laughs> okay, and now 1d10. That was a 2. So, yes, I will do that again. Oh, a 10. Yeah. That's more like it. Aaron, what were you saying? Well, I think in the rules, it's if you're making a, a melee attack, it's advantage. If you're making a ranged attack against a prone, oh. it's disadvantage. Oh, interesting. But okay, that's cool we to can know. Just cut that out for narrative. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to to say like this time, uh, but also something to look yeah. into to to check the rules. No, I'm I'm yes. glad that you checked the rules. I assumed Aaron. it was always just when they were prone and not moving. It, it was like it made it get them. But yeah. you're saying like laying down, it's actually smaller target. To yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All mm-hmm. right. Well, well, it was the first. It was, the, it was right, also right the first in. one. The first one you rolled without yeah, advantage. One. That's true. Was the was enough to hit him? Okay, so but you hit no. him for ten points of ten, damage. Ten damage. Yeah. Oh, and now I'll roll the uh, that one. So one, mm-hmm. two, three, or four. Oh, it's a two. All Here right. We go. <laughs> oh, yes. It's happening more often. Oh man, my goodness. <laughs> so good. 28. For the next minute, all your spells with a casting time of one action have a casting time of one bonus action. Damn, that's OP. That's 10 rounds of combat. That's the whole time. Oh my God. So I can do like two spells a turn now, basically? Yeah. If you Mm -hmm. have the points for it, yeah. Oh, if I have the points for it. That's true. Damn, that's awesome. All right. And now my wild magic surge has been released. So now it's down to, it goes back again. Yeah, and this time we're not exploding anybody, so that's nice. That that's very nice. That's true. Uh, so yeah, you, it's almost like you just you feel like you just have this jolt, like extra caffeine is flowing through your veins now, and you just feel like this this extra reserve of magic that is that just at your fingertips, J- ready to go. Jason Statham, St- Stratham, whatever his name is, Statham, Statham? Jacked or something. Oh, he- cranked, cranked, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I sadly know. I sadly He's know what you're talking about. Yeah, cranked. Hard or something. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh-huh, that's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, Bertram looks quickly glances over to uh, Macbeth to see is he more impressed? Because last time he was not. <laughs> I want to read Macbeth. There is like something emotionally going on with Bertram if he's trying to impress Macbeth. I know what's with that. Well, Something she made him. A, she made a point earlier to say that he is not impressed with you, and that would not sit well with Bertram. Yeah, Bertram. You, see, you, his his nostrils slightly flare, and you you see just death in his eyes. Ooh, you Damn got right. a nostril that, yeah. flare. That's more like it. That's more like <laughs> Good it. job. Good job. Oh, could I also? Will you will you allow me to notice also the eyes? What are those eyes doing behind me? You look over, and one of them kind of winks at you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, sailor. 
The eyes are impressed. Oh, oh, they're like raised slightly. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they do grow they eyebrows and they're raised. You, they, you, now they do. I'm sorry, I there mean, were I there mean, weren't eyebrows before, but all of a sudden, just two eyebrows pop out of the wall and they I just meant, waggle at you. That's my fault. I meant like, were they are, are they both of them trained on me or are they still looking around the room? Good word. Yes, they are. Uh, okay. They are both uh, momentarily trained on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Intern. Pet. Penny, you are revived. You're at nine HP, if I'm correct. Yes. All right. I'm so sorry, guys. I have a dumb question to ask. I got confused during Aaron's turn. Aaron, did you attack? Are you like no longer being a bad guy or are you still in hiding as a bad guy? That's what I'm I got still in hiding. On. I'm All just right. like incompetent as a bad guy. Oh, got it. So you keep falling over. All right. I couldn't fully tell and that will affect what I do. Um. Do I have to attack? I guess you don't have to attack. No, within battle, that's one of the options you can do. But really, this this is this is your sandbox moment. Um, you you get to you get to get creative with it. I guess this is what I'm confused about. What are we trying to achieve with this moment? Is it escape? Or are we trying to like take these guys down? Are we trying to get one of them? Like, I guess that's what I'm confused. The goal is to get Gatsby out of there. Um, I also have an item I have I a mean, question about, and then I can make up my mind. I, we, I would say just as your DM, uh, narratively, you don't know what the... You guys didn't meet before. We didn't plan very well. You, you arrived pretty much separately. and. You each have your own intel. Each of you knows things that the others perhaps don't. And so Penny has to make a decision here with just the limited knowledge that she has. So I'm not sure what she would do. There is no clear one-sided objective. And in, in fact, listening to this, if I were an audience member, I would almost think that each of you had your own objective. Yeah. So get messy, my dear. Um, Go I have full side from Lost. Uh, I was just thinking about him the other day because he was in that movie Bride and Prejudice. Anyway, um, I have a thing that says stone to get to island. Can you remind me what that is? Yes, that is a two-way authentication, which gives you the coordinates of where to meet to be transported back to the island. But it doesn't do the transport. So I can't like grab no, it that island and you. then it takes me to the island. That Go, go, go. No, you island. look very silly. I would look very silly. Hearthstone. I think I look silly right now anyway. Um, uh, the Penny, uh, Fagin Penny sits up and just, what your, ugh, ow, what, what happened to me? What's wrong? Where'd that cat speaker? What's go? Somebody explain what's happening. So Fagin's basically just a, a whiny, whiny little boy right now i think both penny doesn't understand what's happening and so playing dumb always seems it works as a young woman and i think it probably works as an old man as well so penny's (laughs) playing dumb hoping that the cards will be made more clear that are on the table from the ground uriah looks at you we're dealing with this infiltrator over there and the quarry's up either get gatsby or kill the metalhead. I'm doing a toodaloo from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy. Um, then Penny gets up and says, 
I'm a fine Gatsby. And then starts to head out of the uh, starts to head out of the bunker to go find Gatsby um, with the intention of escaping. Yeah, you make it out and mm-hmm. you, you make it out of that uh, cavern. You know, you ascend the steps and you see the butler attempting to uh, patch Gatsby up and revive him in a way where he becomes conscious once, once again. So Gatsby was not dead. Uh, just in a bad way, and he still passed out at really the the base of the pier. Great. Uh, so that that's what you're going to see. And up ahead at the mansion, fireworks are still blasting in all their glory. Damn fireworks! Um, can any so no one underneath can see me anymore, right? No, they cannot see you. All right, Penny then immediately turns back into Penny and stops being Fagin. Um, cinches the waist of whatever she's wearing, just pulls it, and then runs over to the butler uh, and says, we have to get him out of here. They are going to kill him. Uh, the, the butler immediately, like, just, you know, he, he readies a, a dagger, you know, in front of him. Who, who exactly are you? What do you mean they're, they're, they and you and what? I just saw you transform. Who are you? Uh, yeah, made a gut choice, realized maybe it wasn't the best. We're going to go with it. I think you already stabbed me. Let's not do that again. Um, I'm with a group of people who want to help. I'm with a group of people who don't want to see Gatsby dead. So it is in your best interest to stick with me because I don't want to see you dead either. And I think we got to get him out of here because whoever's down there, it's bad news bears. They're going to kill that guy. Roll persuasion. I mean, I think that was a pretty persuasive argument. I even said that guy, which non-specific. I bet it really helped my case. <laughs> I mean, I got a persuasion. Let's see, uh, sixteen. He slowly, slowly lowers the dagger. Mm-hmm. That's a good boy. Do you say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> you see him slightly blush, and perhaps you found somebody's kink. He's a, he's, who know? Who would have thought? Mr. Butts is a praise kink. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All buttons. I won't are. shame it. Oh God. Uh, so so yeah, did not want to know about Bertram. <laughs> okay. Too late. So he he says it. Grab the feet and follow me. Mm. And we, uh, as you bend down to help him get Gatsby out of there, we're gonna go um, to the top here and back down into that room with Macbeth. Now, death in his eyes, as I said earlier, leveled at you still, uh, Bertram. And he's looking at you in a way just like, I I thought that this fly was annoying, and I'm now realizing this fly is perhaps a hornet, and I really want to kill it. He just, he wants you gone. Uh, So he is going to cast Magic Missile. Damn. Um, which is it's three glowing darts of magical force, and all three of them are going to be focusing on you. So I'm going to see if they hit, and I'm going to see them separately. So I'm going to roll separately for the three of them. Okay. Wait, so does the magic missile hit. just hit? Yeah, but I like it in this one. Yeah, I know I'm not following good. rules, guys. No, I'm yeah, I'm a no, naughty. I'm a naughty. You're good, you uh, guys. So you want to get added? That's by your the, kink. By the fans. Well, I was gonna say this is getting kinkier as we go. 
This is a sexy episode this is the, with not this is the sexy most sexual, havoc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is happening sexual, yet something's going on with all of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something's awakening. All right, so 17 versus AC. Yeah, that hits. 15 versus AC. Yeah, that hits as well. 7 versus AC. That does not. So two of the three are going to hit you. Okay. Um, and it's going to be... 1d4 plus 1 force damage. So let's roll them. So the first one hits you for 1 plus 1, so for 2 force damage. Okay. The next one is going to hit you for 5 force damage. So 7 total. Yes, yeah, 7 total. Subtraction. That, that inerrant one, that kind of, that I missed, where does that one go? I'm just curious. Curious if it hits that wall. I'm curious what happens if you attack that wall, the two eyes. It's going to, yeah, it swings wildly and in an arc, uh, it's going to hit into the corner. And as it hits into the corner, you notice something that kind of had been in the background before intermittently, but because so much had been going on, it, it, it was a smaller detail that you hadn't paid much attention to. But you notice that in the corner, there's a single telephone there and it is ringing. This is the Matrix. This is your opportunity. Mr. Burden. Mr. Burden. Interesting. And it rings and rings, you know, about a, a beat of three times, and then it stops. Okay, so it's not currently ringing. When, no, but, but kind of like in your working memory, I'm sure you've had this before, where you're like, somebody says something to you, and it doesn't register, and so you ask them to repeat it, but as they're repeating themselves, you're like, oh, wait, wait, no, I know what you said. You're almost realizing in that moment, wait, I've heard... I was hearing ringing earlier. Oh, this this has been ringing several times throughout this fight. Mm, okay. So just something to note. Yeah, it's great. Uriah is going to disentangle himself from you, Awen, and just in a huff get himself, and he kind of kicks at you, um, not in a way to, to maim, but just in anger. And he is going to cast expeditious retreats um, on himself uh, as a, a bonus action in here. And, and this is allowing him to move at an incredible pace. Um, and so making eye contact with, with Macbeth, um, he gives a slight nod and he's going to head up the stairs toward where Gatsby is. And so he is going to make a dash action as a bonus action. Um, and then with that dash action, he's going to see you, uh, Penny, holding the legs of Gatsby and the butler holding Gatsby underneath the armpits. And he is going to take his morning star and he's going to aim at the butler. And he's going to miss. But the butler in dodging does drop Gatsby. So that is going on outside. So Penny, you now have Uriah to deal with. So Awen, Uriah leaves the scene. Uh, you are still on the ground after your trip up, and you are just in the room with Macbeth and Bertram. As soon as Uriah runs past, Awen just kind of gets a look in his eyes, uh, and like it, it, it just kind of pops. He's ready. He's gonna. He, in the background. You kind of hear this this soft music, and uh, it's like it's like Celine Dion. And it's uh, it's like that song in Titanic, and it's like doom 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 doom. You're here. 
<laughs> so as soon as it goes, you're here. And like, it, there's this song that's like plastic. As soon as she comes in, like he casts moonbeam and it just fucks, just fucking hits Macbeth. He's just in this moonbeam five, just 40 feet up the whole room. Five feet around just encompasses him, and yeah, you know, like that scene in the Harry Potter Holy when he like shit. hits that Patronum, and uh, oh yes, and he's gonna take three d ten of damage. Damn! So is this Isn't instant? It? Like you don't even have to make a an attack That's a good on question. So, uh, let's see, a silver being of pale light shines down in a five foot radius, a forty foot high cylinder centered on a point in my range. When a creature enters the spell area for the first time or starts a turn there, it's engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain. It must make a constitution save. Okay. And that is a DC 13 con save. Okay. Let's see. Oh, shit. He rolled a five. Oh, yes. All right, okay, so, so that's, he does that's not 19, save. What happens? That's 19. 19? Uh... Radiance damage. Yeah, you j- it just blasts him. Um, and he just screams in pain. And as his screams echo through, um, you see him, him like with an effort in the midst of just that, that light and that attack. Him clench his hand uh, with that ring that keeps you know glowing whenever he's casting and he clenches it so hard that blood runs down his palm and the blood trickles down in three rivulets and those rivulets thicken and ooze off of him and form into these three shadowy shapes whoa and you see like venom And you see in between, kind of in between, two of them go in between you, Awen, and Macbeth. And then the third one is going to go in between you, Bertram, and Macbeth. And you now have three shadows enter into the ring. Okay. But like blood shadows, right? Yeah. Yeah, like blood shadows. Yeah. I like that. Icky, Blood. icky shadows. It's kind of badass. That um, is really badass. Yeah. Pretty cool. And as they take, action. yeah, as they take, you know, that that form, uh, Eamon and Bertram, you hear voices mingling into one in your head. Oh, here, Lord Macbeth, ready to play. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, we're the looters. Hey, Hey, what's up? 
What's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into trouble all over the universe. So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up. There's rockets? It's Mario Kart. Crazy. Intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have like a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll literally. <laughs> Devastating physical injury. <laughs> Just uh, take cover. Okay. She's a good pilot, everyone. Very good. Very good. She's very good. And, and friendship. friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.